0: Welcome back to this week's episode of Emissions from Montecito. This week, I have the pleasure of interviewing a very, very special guest to me, Ariel Hujar. I had the pleasure of working for her this past year at one of her two incredible retail locations, Whiskey and Leather. If you're a Montecito local like myself, you'll probably have recognized Whiskey and Leather by being in the heart of Montecito right on Coast Village. Every day I came to work, I was inspired by Ariel and how much she had grown her business and touched the community. Thanks so much, Ariel, for coming on. Um, so first, why don't you tell us all a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, so I grew up in on Bainbridge Island, Washington. It's a little island off of Seattle. And then once I graduated, I moved down to Santa Barbara to um, go to school, mm-hmm. and I graduated from UCSB and once I was done I had no idea what I wanted to do all Mm -hmm. my friends were in the tech industry and there was nothing that sounded worse to me than doing that (laughs) so I um, was still working at a retail uh, store called Wendy Foster Mm -hmm. in Montecito and that's what I really loved I've always been in retail Uh, my friend there is Z too we were like kind of thinking one day of what we were going to do and what our next step was. And, uh, we knew what Wendy Foster could do and we thought we could do something a little bit different for a younger generation, um, since there wasn't really anything like that in Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. And, um, we, we saw, or we did a business plan and did that in front of our family went and got a loan signed the lease and oh my gosh. it was kind of the oh shoot moment like
0: we had no idea what we were doing um oh my and, gosh well it paid off gosh you're yeah. now um two extremely successful stores and third on the way um are in the works which is amazing yeah. um i think having lived in montecito my whole life we really Needed that in our community because there is just so much traffic from people coming through, or a lot of families with these growing kids. And it's so fun having this kind of new collective store where it's definitely brands and items that I wasn't used to seeing here.
1: Definitely. Wendy Foster kind of had it the boutique uh, scene. Mm -hmm. that everyone went to and loved. And um, they're definitely a little bit older. So I like being younger and for Mm -hmm. grandparents to bring their grandkids in and everyone can really get something at our store, but I think we're younger, which is nice.
0: I agree. When you made your original business plan was being located in Montecito, one of the components that you really wanted to have, or just being in Santa Barbara?
1: There was no way I was going to go downtown Santa Barbara. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's because I worked at a store called Blue Bee Jeans. And I kind of saw how State Street was declining Mm -hmm. and people weren't shopping down there anymore. So I wasn't going to compromise being downtown Santa Barbara. I knew that Montecito was where I
0: wanted to be. Do you think since originally opening the store in Montecito to now that business has really picked up and grown or kind of stayed uh, relatively consistent?
1: We've definitely had our hiccups along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, we had the mudslides Mm -hmm. and we had COVID, uh, but overall we've had more and more business each year it's just not consistent because we've had so many things that have affected us for a year gotcha Um, or more
0: gotcha i know when i was working there i noticed that there was a lot of woman owned brands and i thought that was such a cool component to incorporate in your store when you originally intended to start your business were things like having woman owned brands or more eco-friendly brands something that was non-negotiable or kind of that you started incorporating along the way
1: we definitely incorporated that along the way at first I was just trying to hold my head above water because I had no idea what I was doing Mm -hmm. um but now it's become a big part like I want to help people that are starting off uh in their jewelry business or Mm -hmm. we carry a lot of local women owned jewelry lines Mm -hmm. um and we try to as much as possible it's just not always something that we can do. Mm. But I do. I and eco-friendly is a big thing for me, so mm-hmm. I really try to have as many eco-friendly brands in there.
0: Mm. When you first um started reaching out to other local businesses, did you find that that was kind of challenging or more that everyone kind of wanted to help one another?
1: Um, for the most part, like people want to help each other. Mm -hmm. Um, everyone's kind of in it together, especially when the mudslides happen, like Mm -hmm. everyone really came together. And that's a cool thing. I kind of thought about the mudslides is that everyone was just a team.
0: Mm -hmm. And no matter
1: if you were competition or not, Mm -hmm. you were there for each other and you were there to go clean out someone's store or whatever they needed, which I thought was cool.
0: Gosh. So. With the mudslides, because that happened in 2018, Coast Coast Village was closed for a really long time. Like We were out of our house for a couple months. And yeah. did was your store, did you guys have debris flow in the store area? Or was it just kind of, because I know the Montecito Inn on the other side of the street had, was um, needed to be cleaned. But how did that like moment kind of impact? Because I know everything was closed for such a long time um how did that kind of impact you guys
1: we were closed for two to three months okay and it was hard i mean we were closed we we didn't have the backing that we do today because we're pretty new we were Mm -hmm. still trying to find our footing who we were in santa barbara Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: the community really came together and helped us out um, and supported us the, um, the mud sides, like we didn't have any debris in our store, Okay, but on the road, Aurora by Laura mm-hmm. had a lot and we went over there and cleaned up their store. We went to Blanca, oh, cleaned gosh. up her store, you know, we were just all trying to help each other and navigate we would talk constantly on what we could do to uh get some funds in the store to support Mm -hmm. each other too which was really cool
0: god that's awesome so after the digging out everyone's stores and just cleaning up the community do you think that your bond with those people has kind of lasted throughout that time period or um do you think it was kind of like a one time everyone kind of rallies and then goes back to doing their own thing
1: No, we all know each other, and we all text if something happens. Say if someone steals, we'll let everyone else know on the street. Mm -hmm. Or we go and say hi to each other. Um, I think it's definitely lasted. And for the community, we were there for everyone. We were like people's therapy. Oh, my gosh. uh, Because they would come in and didn't have anyone else to talk to, so we would listen to them. And they still come in and support us, which is really neat.
0: Gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. Now with having your two super successful stores. What do you think some important components of doing that was? Do you think the community is one of the most important factors or kind of establishing your network or what kind of factors really helped you get to where you are today?
1: I think community is a huge part in having your business in a small town because when tourism's not there, they're going to be the ones to support you. So you really need to listen to what they like. And, and they're, they're really the most important. They're there to help you when anything goes wrong, and just support you in any circumstance. Mm. So and that's who you're really building a relationship with. You're not building a relationship with someone that lives in, I don't know, Texas or New York. It's not as easy then just having sending a photo to someone and then being like hey you can come in and pick it up Mm -hmm. so it's a lot easier that way
0: what are your plans for the future of whiskey and leather where do you see it going do you want to find similar um because I would say the other location in Del Mar it's pretty there's a lot of similar components to Montecito with having this little hub of shops and this great little community surrounding it do you want to strive to keep building and having as many stores as possible or in finding these little pockets or what are your plans, <laughs> goals, aspirations? <laughs> I,
1: I, I do. I want to open more stores and I want to be all in California. And, mm-hmm. um, I haven't said a number yet, but I I just want to keep opening and growing relationships with people and the communities. I think that's one of my favorite things about owning a store is just knowing more people and learning about their life and where they come from and their story is really fascinating to me. Hmm. So if I can keep doing that along the coast and making people feel comfortable in what they wear, I'll do it.
0: Gosh, that's awesome. And I enjoy
1: it too. That's a, I think that's the most important is doing something you enjoy.
0: I agree. If you had any advice to give, um, anyone that wants to start out on a similar venture what would you say
1: a lot of my friends want to do things but then don't end up doing the work to get there so I always tell them if you want to do it just do it and start a business plan like you can do anything you set your mind to and we wouldn't be where we were today if I just didn't start a business plan and sign a lease and figure it out because I never bought. I never did anything on the back end. I had no idea like what QuickBooks or taxes, you know, anything like that was, but you learn as you go and you figure it out.
0: Gosh, that's awesome. I side question when you were figuring it all out, did you and Z really work together or did you kind of pull like outside contacts to kind of help you?
1: We did a lot ourselves. Zia is very different than me. She's so creative. Mm -hmm. So she kind of had the creative ideas. And then I had the backing of like financials and the business end, really. Okay. Um, But we we had someone like a friend build out our store, but we did a lot of it too. We painted. We were there every day trying to get that store open. And when we started, we had nothing. Like it was so empty. I can send you some photos. It was. very, very empty. And we built a lot of the racks ourselves in there.
0: Wow. Gosh. Well, I know having that store in the community, it's just so great. Like I'll be walking on Coast Village and I'll see just so many happy faces with their whiskey and leather bags and it's just fun. Um, My dad's office is right next to it and he remembers the first week it was open stopping in there and he's like, I know this place is going somewhere. It's going to be so great.
1: I love that. That's cute. We've always tried to make it a place to hang out Mm -hmm. instead of a place that's very like uptight and uncomfortable. Um, We want people to feel like they're welcome and like, it's not, I I don't know. Some places are so stuck up and you don't feel very welcome. And I never want anyone to feel like that.
0: Interviewing Ariel was so awesome. It was so great to catch up with just such an inspiring, motivated person I know I have been inspired countless times by her work ethic, the way she's touched the community and just the incredible impact she's had on everyone that she surrounds herself with. I'm so grateful that I've gotten the opportunity to work underneath her and I'm really excited to see where the future of her stores go. So if you haven't already, stop by Whiskey & Leather today at either one of their locations in Montecito or Del Mar, San Diego. Also, give them a check on Instagram, Watt Whiskey Leather. They have the cutest summer clothes right now. Seriously, every season. They have something for everyone. And I can't wait to see you all next week when Felicia and I get back to it. We have a very special episode planned. So tune in on then to hear what we have in store.